ladies and uh, gentlemen or men and women by the way there are only two genders do not be bamboozled by wicked people brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus family, friends, and foes. And yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and family and uh, evangelistic service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the chronological Bible episode number 517 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading 1 Kings chapter 6 verses 14 through 26. And let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I praise you and I thank you for the privilege that it is to read your holy word. I pray for your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray and to read your holy word and to obey your holy word and to live by it and to apply it to my life help others to do the same around the globe by your strength, your unction, your anointing, your freedom and your liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us to truly understand that if we love you, we should keep your commandments. Save those who don't know your Savior Revive those who are saved. Help us to glorify your name. And lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in times like these. Lord, demonstrate the power of your Holy Spirit with all that is happening. And uh, Lord, once you gather in, uh, all the ones who are willing to repent and to trust Christ as Savior, uh, 
uh, we pray with John, come quickly. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great joy and pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. So Solomon built the house and finished it. We're at 1 Kings chapter 6, verses 14 through 26. So Solomon built the house and finished it. And he built the walls of the house within with boards of cedar. Both the floor of the house and the walls of the ceiling. And he covered them on the inside with wood. And covered the floor of the house with planks of fir. And he built twenty cubits on the sides of the house both the floor and the walls with boards of cedar. He even built them for it within, even for the oracle, even for the most holy place. And the house, that is, the temple before it, was forty cubits long. And the cedar of the house within was carved with knops and open flowers. All was cedar. There was no stone seen. And the oracle he prepared in the house within to set there the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And the oracle in the forepart was twenty cubits in length and twenty cubits in breadth and twenty cubits in the height thereof and he overlaid it with pure gold and so covered the altar which was of cedar. So Solomon overlaid the house within with pure gold and he made a partition by the chains of gold before the oracle, and he overlaid it with gold. And the whole house he overlaid with gold until he had finished all of the house. Also the whole altar that was by the oracle he overlaid with gold. And within the oracle he made two cherubims of olive tree, each ten cubits high.
and five cubits was the one wing of the cherub, and five cubits the other wing of the cherub. From the uttermost part of the one wing unto the uttermost part of the other were ten cubits. And the other cherub was ten cubits. Both the cherubims were of one measure and one size. The height of the one cherub was ten cubits, and so was it of the other cherub. Ladies and gentlemen, shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. Continue to give us a greater understanding of it. Help us to remember it and to apply it to our lives uh, as you see fit. Help us to love you back and obey your commandments for your glory, your praise, and all. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members as well around the world. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode 962, where I read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary uh, and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and give or rather, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, the church would be revived and the world would be awakened. Today, beloved, we are reading Malachi chapter 2, verse 10. Holy Father God, speak to our hearts with your Holy Word and by your Holy Word and change our lives through it. 
In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Have we not all one Father? Malachi 2.10 Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? I just read in your hearing, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, Malachi chapter 2 verse 10. Now here is the sense of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost and the Bible knowledge commentary continues. The style of the third oracle differs from the others. Instead of an initial statement or charge followed by a question of feigned innocence. This oracle begins with three questions asked by the prophet. However, as at the beginning of each of the other oracles, the point is presented at the outset. The reference to one father is probably parallel to one God, so that father refers to God, not to Abraham, as some people suggest. Israel was like God's firstborn son. The fact that God had created Israel to be a distinct people on the earth formed the background for the problem Malachi now discussed. Breaking faith renders the word of God to act unfaithfully with respect to a prior agreement or covenant. This word is often translated to act treacherously. The concern of this oracle is the people's unfaithful activity in their relationships with one another. This activity was another way in addition to the charge in the previous oracle in which the covenant was being profaned. Holy Father God, help us not to profane your covenant. Help us not to profane what you've told us to do. Help us to be obedient Help us to learn negatively from our brothers, uh, if you will, Lord, the Israelites. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we move to the family verses, what I call the family verses. 
I know you may hate them because you don't want to do them, uh, especially some of you women who claim to be Christians. Uh, no Christian ought to hate one part of the scriptures but love another part. Uh, so this is our family segment after spending three days in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 20 and learning how to deal with the devil uh, who is all up in our families and to stop him from uh, being so. And I taught you valuable lessons that if you take heed to them, your family will survive. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. God is now speaking to the wives. And contrary to what most pastors and men think in the church, um, women know that the Bible is true, and uh, most women agree with what I say as long as they're with other women. But they don't want you to hear it, and they have been trying to turn you against me, and I thank God that you have not yielded, that you have stood your ground. But once they get with their girlfriends, they say, he's right now, you know. They don't, they don't want you to know about it because they got you under control, and they do what they want to do, and you dare not say anything to them because they're going to run and tell the pastor and the pastor's wife and then they're going to put their little evangelical foolishness magic on you and call you on the carpet and, and, and question you about nothing. And I'm telling you as men, you're free from all of that. You're not under a pastor and a pastor's wife like that lest you be under Jezebel sir you're free under Jesus and under God now you better obey them and that means oftentimes not obeying your wife in fact most of you men I'll tell you this right now most of you men you're so used to and you've been so trained by the pastors the sweet evangelical pastors and pastors' wives to do whatever your wife has told you. I'm sure you have heard stupid stuff like, if your wife says it, just go ahead on and listen and go ahead on and do it. If your wife gives you a to-do list, honey-do list, foolishness, just do the honey-do list. Don't rock the boat. This is what they tell you. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. A happy wife, happy life. And I am telling you, to hell with all of that. Frankly, my dear, I do not give a damn about any of that. You're not there to serve her, she's there to serve you. 
and, uh, and she's never going to be happy or content until she's doing that. And if there's uh, uh, a resistance in doing that, that's her problem. But she's going to serve somebody, and she's going to submit to somebody. You need to make sure it is you. Not the pastor, not the deacon on the deacon board, Deacon Bo Pete. Not her boss, which she should not even have a boss, but you. She ought, listen to me. Your wife ought to be your wife, your helpmeet. You need to have your own business, even if you have a job, and she needs to be your number one employee. And your student. And your number one church member at your house. All of that. That's how you keep your wife under your subjection. You don't let your wife, listen to me, you sometimes, I hate to say this, but some of you men are silly minded. And you know it. You let your wife go out here, get a job, and so she has to submit to that man. And she brings him coffee and he and she does everything else he uh, w wants done. And eventually, uh, sad to say, most of them, I'm talking about Christian wives, will end up having sex with their boss or the pastor. Don't let your wife work at the church either. Okay? Uh, I know the spirit of Bo Peep very well. And not because I have been a victim of Bo Peep. Uh, I may be Bo Peep. So I'm trying to help you. Do not. Because uh, I've never had problems with women like this. And some of you men have been trained to be afraid of your wife. That's the last thing on earth your wife wants. And that's the last thing you should want. A wife is to listen to me very carefully. It's going to hurt your feelings. And I, and I say to you ladies, if you don't want to be a wife and a helpmeet and a servant to your husband and, 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 and satisfy his needs, it's got to be all about that and your children. If you don't want to do that, don't get married. I'm not talking to you. But those who, if you want to be Queen Bee and Queen Jezebel and all that, uh, that's not what marriage is about, baby. See, you need to humble yourself down and understand that this is going to be about the Lord, your husband, and your children. Not about you. And you will get your reward in time to come. And uh, you, uh, and, and you, and deep down, you like it like that. That's how God wants you to be. If you want to be a wife, see. So, um, uh, and you will get your fulfillment if you stop resisting against it, and fighting it, and joining up with bands of. Women who say, uh, I am woman, hear me roar. We don't need for you to roar, baby. We need for you to purr. If you know what I mean. We don't need all that. One lady wrote a book. that She is ferocious. And evidently she's so ferocious, she's divorced now. From her husband. 
No, no man wants a ferocious woman. That's the last thing on earth he wants. He wants a sweet, quiet, meek, and quiet woman who is all about him uh, getting things done and doing what he needs to do. So you need to, you need to start your own church at the house. She's your first church member. She gets her instruction from you. The whole family can get instruction from the preacher from the pulpit. And uh, you need to start a business and you need to employ your wife. Uh, in the home, she's to be your helpmeet. You should not have to do anything around the home, sir. You hear me? You working all day, nine hours, ten hours a day, and you supposed to come home and change the baby, give your wife a break, uh, 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 take take a break, uh, take a breath, and all this. <laughs> no, 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 baby. We're not dating anymore. We're married. You got to work. See, your wife needs to be working from the time she gets up to the time she goes to bed. She should be the last one in bed, the first one up. She, she's designed to put out. I'm not talking to women who want to be whores and, and, and want to do something else, be scuba divers and whatever you want to do. Uh, you don't want your wife. Now, because if you want to do all that, you need to go and do that. But if you want to be a wife, you're called to be a wife and a mother, you ought to be excited about doing that. If you're not excited about doing that, don't do that. So don't get mad at me. Uh, when I tell you the parameters of a wife and a mother, you can't make your own. I'm getting ready to read them to you. The commandments of God about you being a wife and a mother. Instead of trying to take control over your husband and rule over him and, and, and giving him a hard time all his life. The Bible reads, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now this is sounds sweet. And it can be sweet if you submit to it. Willingly, cheerfully, joyfully. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. That's God's doing. Do you believe in God? Well, do it God's way. A lady has a, a godly woman has a hashtag uh, that says God's way is the best way. And everybody knows this. Uh, don't let your wife push you away from what is, is not only the Bible, but common sense. Somebody's got to be the head. Uh, if you got two heads, you got a monster, uh, uh, something that is abnormal. There's no such. Uh, listen to me. There's no such thing as two heads in a marriage. Do we have two presidents? The company you work for doesn't have two presidents. There's no such thing as that. Somebody needs to be in charge. And in the family, God has put the man in charge. And he better do his job or he, he's going to get into trouble with God and Jesus. And you need to do your job because you'll get, into, you'll get into trouble with God, Jesus, and your husband, and your children. 
And they will grow up and hate you and despise you. Well, you, husband, see, you are not to let that happen. No, 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 she let it happen. I had nothing to do with it. Well, you ought to tell them not to be, to, to hate their mother. I, I, I'm not telling them anything. If she didn't want to tell them I love you and, and, and she didn't want to tell them uh, I love you and hug them, I had to make her do that. No, I ain't telling her nothing. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not going to get in the middle of that. Because you cannot fool children. Verse 24, Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Glory be to God. And since this is a commandment, these are commandments of God to the wife, what you are to do, woman, is to do them, period. You can disobey them. That's the only choice you have is to disobey them. And you can't. You cannot modify them. You can't change them. <laughs> you can't do away with them. You say, "Well, I'm not going to read that passage." Again. That's fine. It's still there. And if you don't do what God has commanded you to do, your marriage is going to be a failure and a mess. And that's what has happened to thousands upon thousands of marriages and families. See, marriage and family, my dear friends, is where the rubber meets the road in Christianity. I hope you understand that. Because whether or not you're a Christian is going to really show up in your marriage and family life. Not at the church. Everybody can fake these, these, these fake uh, these these phony Christians out. Anybody, evidently, God, uh, as an evangelist, God showed me that everybody who says they're saved is not saved. He, he showed me that to the point he's made me change my prayers. He made he, he's made me change the way I dress people. Because in the church, you would assume you would think that everybody in the church is saved. That's not the case. I would venture to say most people in the church are not saved. And there, and there are thousands, millions of people who died from the church pews and went straight to hell. And many of them are disobedient wives and disobedient husbands. I know of two men, two husbands, uh, who were disobedient to God regarding their f- family life. And uh, God wrapped one around a telephone pole, and he died. And another one, uh, uh, God allowed him to get into three accidents before he got killed in another one, driving drunk. So God does not play. You don't have to worry about the man. You need to worry about yourself. I'm getting pastors and pastors' wives and mamas. And aunties and grandmamas, off of men. Men should be footloose and fancy free. And nobody, their wife, mama, mother-in-law, nobody ruling over him. But Jesus and God. Set yourself free. 
See, that's what the devil wants. He wants you to be in subjection to your wife, Jezebel. So don't do that, sir. And here's what you need to do, woman. Wives, submit yourself. Are you a wife? Well, then shut up and submit to your husband. Submit yourselves unto your own husband. That's when it's sweet, when you do it on your own. As unto the Lord. When your husband tells you uh, to do something, you do that. And if it's not quite right the way he, you know he wants it, you fix it on your way to giving it to him. Let's pray for other families as we move on. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the salvation of lost families who don't know you at all as Savior. We pray for the revival of all families that are saved. And Lord, we pray for the salvation of the lost in the world, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. And Holy Father God, we pray uh, all around the world, across this country, and uh, in our communities, in our churches, in our families, in our individual lives. And Holy Father God, have mercy and grace upon those of us who name the name of Christ, who claim to be saved. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults and failures, of not obeying your great commandment or your great commission. And Holy Father God, help us to repent of our sins. Help us also to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray for all Christians who are being persecuted in this country and around the globe. Bless and protect your people from evil people who are persecuting them including us here. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you place upon us the whole arm of God, surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And Lord, grant us your grace for our trying hours and for our dying hours, that your will be done. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for all government ministers, from the president on down and around the world. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who have that problem. And Lord, we pray that you will... Lead God and direct them that we may lead peaceful and productive lives. Let your will be done. 
And now, Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we prayed for the millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and from the war. We pray now for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Jacqueline Monitz Phillips. We pray for the family and friends of Massachusetts resident Emma Warren. We pray for the family and friends of Washington State veteran Elmer Michael Casey, Jr., we pray for the family and friends of Massachusetts engineer Peter Ma Marvin Wheelock. We pray for the family and friends of Washington State Barbara Ronald Paul Schimenti. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. And Lord, we pray for the thousands of folks who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. Lord, continue to grant their requests, help them to continue to pray for themselves as we uh, uh, prayed for them and are praying for them now. And Lord, we thank you for the privilege to pray for thousands of folks and thank you for thousands of answers to prayer. And we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to continue to pray for uh, many of those people by name. Well, they continue to send in their prayer requests because they've gotten their prayers answered before with our joint prayer effort. And we pray today for the salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them. We pray, Lord, uh, for a few uh, new prayer requests. We pray for... Brother Raphael, please strengthen him and protect him from persecution. We pray for Bahima. Please bless his often children's home and church planting ministry with sponsors and assistance. Bless his family with stable income, money, food, water, clothes, shoes, and gifts. We pray for Kipjan. Please bless Amazing Grace Children's Home with dormitory buildings, sponsors, money for education, expenses, food, and clothing. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the ministry and who have rededicated their life through the ministry. Help them all to grow strong in the faith, to stand strong in the faith, and not to quit or faint and not to backslide on you again. We pray for Nick. Ponso, Rusie, M. Faison, and Tina. We pray, Lord, for the people who have re recommitted their lives to you. We pray for Patrick, Jacqueta, Sintil, Dominic, and Shijioke. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until Next time, I'm getting ready to preach the gospel now. Join us if you can, and God bless you until next time. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ, God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son, 
to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, 
I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner, and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present. and to turn from my evil life and to follow you Lord Jesus in the new life for it is in your name I do pray amen now dear friend of mine if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell, and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, Jesus. Please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9 uh, and this is what the book title is based on. I am the door Jesus Christ said by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.